Welcome back to the tape store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. And this is Jeff. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are happy to be back with our guest host, our favorite guest host, my best buddy, Jeff. Yes. From Hello. across the country. How this, you doing? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Always, <laughs> the always happy triad. to be here. Yeah, man. And happy to have you for an episode that we... It's taken over a year to yeah. do. We talked about wanting to do Hook last year. Yeah, it's very near and dear to all of us. But it because it, it's such a special movie to all of us that it's almost like you didn't want to do it until yeah. the right time, and then and, and you feel like it's got to be perfect, <laughs> but the perfect time never comes, and uh, it just felt right. You know, we were all talking, and yeah, and we, it, ca- it came up organically in conversation. We were kind of like, okay, yeah, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, so we decided let's do Hook, and Jeff, you were all about that. Uh, yep. You know, so this is this was a a big deal. Mm-hmm. This movie, uh, <clears throat> Hook, came out in 1991. I was the ripe age of 11, the ripe old age of 11. <laughs> uh, in sixth grade, I, I would have been in sixth grade. Yes, see, 90, 91. Yeah, I would have been in sixth grade. Uh, 11 years old. Uh, Hook was released on December 11th, 1991. Directed by the great Steven Spielberg. Woo-hoo. Who should be a staple for every '80s and '90s kid? Absolutely. As far as great movies, it stars, and I'm just going to give the list of the cast. We're eventually going to plug them in. If you know this movie, then you know who the who these people play. But you know, for the sake of ceremony for the tape store, and for those who may not know, we're just going to give you know kind of the basic marquee cast. Uh, it stars, of course, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, Maggie Smith. Charlie Corsmo, Caroline Goodall, Amber Scott, and Dante Bosco. And that's just, you know, that those are the main players. Yeah. There are many more. Glenn Close makes a... She makes it, yeah, but many people didn't know until like years later that it was her. Right. I didn't. So there's some cameos. This is a... Really, even, even Carrie Fisher and uh, John, uh, George Lucas. Right. The, I See, I didn't know that. There you go. <laughs> so do you know where Similar. they are in the movie? Yes, they're the floating couple. They're with the, the floating dust. couple. Yeah. That when, anyway. Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. Wow. I has totally assumed you knew that. No. My bad. So, this movie is. It's just really magical. I know. There's it, yeah, magical's the only. It's word. really powerful. I know we say that about a lot of movies about labyrinth and you know just just you know naming off. But it's all true. But Hook is special in a lot of ways. Especially if you're, especially if you're someone who really enjoyed being a kid, yeah, and really enjoyed not only being a kid but also you know now being an adult, there's something for you in this movie. Yeah, for sure. So you know when you're a kid, there's all that whimsy and hook, but there's such a powerful message for for someone who's an adult, you know. And and I'm looking forward to sharing, you know, uh, what what. All of us in here, because we, we didn't really, I mean, we did some, a little bit of preliminary discussion, but we're really going to kind of pour our hearts out, yes. you know, over the next, you know, period of time here, however long the <laughs> show goes. And I, I want to talk uh, e- about each of our respective, before we actually get into, Jeff, you have a really great um, page to screen uh, story about this film. And before we get into that, I want to talk about each of our respective experiences with the movie when it came out 
I remember when this movie came out. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. Complete honesty. It was kind of like a Michael Keaton Batman moment. I didn't understand when the movie first came out how Robin Williams was Peter Pan. Right. I, I didn't like like when I heard about the movie as a kid, I was like, oh, it's about Peter Pan. Well, who plays Peter Pan? Oh, Robin Williams. Right. And I was like, well, who the heck is what? No, that's impossible. Yeah. Well, it's a different, you know, the, the way they're kind of telling it, you know, and and because of that, I initially did not have any interest in seeing the movie. Mm, I was interesting. like, I was like, well, if it's how is he? How is Peter Pan old? I don't get it, you know. And that was just me and my eleven-year-old mind. And so I remember my sister went and saw it, and she came back and loved it and told me all about it. Yeah. I didn't see Hook until years later. Interesting. And I didn't come to a full appreciation of the movie until I watched it with Brooke, which is a lot of things in my life. A lot of, especially a lot of movies. (laughs) But uh, so I remember my sister telling me, oh, you know, here's what happened in the movie. And I was like, well, how? My whole big question mark was, how was Robin Williams, who was like 40, 41, like in his early 40s yeah at the time yeah how was he peter pan and then that's when sarah explained to me well he he was but he got older and he he grew up and so the whole movie is basically what happens when peter pan grew up and there's just this really powerful message that we'll get you know and all kinds of messages right we'll get to as we go through but so my experience with the movie was that I didn't go see it in the theaters because I was kind of turned off at the idea of I grew you know because I remember we all remember the Disney Peter Pan. Yes, yes, of course. He was a boy. Yeah, same. I'm like, wait, he's he's just he's an older guy. I don't. He's like an old guy. Like, and when this you're, is not when Peter you're Pan. Eleven, <laughs> forty is like eighty. It true. Ugh. That and hurts. now I'm forty. <laughs> I was like, that hurts. And I feel like I'm eighty sometimes, but no. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was my experience, and. You know, I, I will say this though: I did own some of the action figures. Right, the action figure line I thought was really good. So now we yeah. own some, and I, you I remember, loved. Oh yeah, I loved them. And the video game. Did you ever play the video game? Uh, well, no. Well, what platform was the video? It was a uh, Super Nintendo, and it was I'll it was in a way it. like if I can just real quick like yeah no I rented it from Blockbuster and I beat it in like three hours because it's a really easy game to just like get into and like but the problem is peter pan in the, in the game is so <laughs> overpowered like he can fly he has a sword he, he, he and, and like <laughs> he's like no enemy can touch you in this game i just remember like just blasting through it i was like this is great <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the whole game is god mode yeah basically basically i mean i think there were parts that were challenging but like i was like oh okay i know to okay do so so I'm gonna go ahead and say that when we get off the when we get off you know when we when we're done recording and we get off the the phone and everything you know because of course we call Jeff from across the country Jeff unfortunately is not in the same room sadly but, uh, sadly sadly so we have to do like the whole Zoom call thing you know <laughs> I'm gonna have to see if I can find Hook on eBay oh, yeah. or something no it's gonna happen because I have a, because I I was I've been able to procure a Super Nintendo <laughs> a few months Lucky ago. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find one for under a thousand dollars on eBay. Are you serious? Dude, no, Facebook crazy. Market, man. Facebook <laughs> Facebook Market's where it's at. Facebook Market is like. I mean, I have spent. I'm I'm an eBay guy, but I have been spending a lot of time on Facebook Market because you know you can just find somebody local. At least in in our case, 
I found somebody selling one for like $110. Yeah, they must have just been getting rid of it, man. Along with Super Mario World and, golly, Mario All-Stars. Anyway, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so, I'm going to look for that, that game. It's fine. Uh, Jeff would always talk about it. Jeff would always talk about God mode. So, <laughs> Peter Pan mode. Peter Pan mode. Amazing. So, Je- Brooke, why don't you tell us your experience with Hook when okay. it came out? Because, I okay. mean, you were... You were. I was much, very young. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm a little bit younger than Toby and Jeff here, but um, you were born in '87. Yes. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you were like four, four when yeah, it came out. Four. I was a wee one, but for some reason, I do remember seeing it in the theater, and that's probably because, like, uh, you know, my I I was raised by my just my mom. My mom's a single mom, and so if she wanted to go see something. I was going to see it. And uh, and I know she loved Robin Williams, so we went and saw Hook. And here's the thing. I don't remember seeing it in the theater except for blips and moments. But what I remember is how I felt after. Wow. I rem- I do remember the scene when he finally remembers his happy thought and he yes. flies. And I remember crying okay. because I was overwhelmed with the emotions. Yeah. And I mean, I was young. It just, I mean, our kid's like that. Yossi's like that. Very sensitive. Yes, and um, I remember being at home, and remember that you remember the Happy Meal toys, like the the mermaids. Yes, we, we, we have yeah. a few. And and to, to to really quickly go back to what I said about the toys, yeah. uh, we've been able to in our in our thrifting thr- travels, in our thrifting <laughs> travels. Thank you. Uh, we found a Captain Hook, a Peter Pan, and let me say the Peter Pan you and know the how, mermaid and a mermaid. And a mer- I have the mermaid. Yes, and I have the McDonald's toys, yes. Peter Pan and Captain Hook. You yes. have the actual. Like figure th- three and a half inch, four inch. I do, but figures. I have the Mermaid McDonald toy. Right, but I will say this: the Peter Pan figures do not look like Robin Williams. No, it looks don't. like Mm-mm. like generic man, like a generic young boy Peter Pan. Yeah, which like was he's interesting. Got like a, I remember he had like a headband or something, and I hated it. I was like, Why yeah, is that? and he's got yeah. a little he's got a little rat tail in the back I, I, too. I, right. don't, it's weird. I, like, I, oh I love <laughs> so the, hook, I, the hook toy. It was great. It didn't look like yeah. Hook yeah. Toy Hoffman, but it was awesome. So I can only yeah. assume, and Jeff, you and I who have spent, who have had many forays and <laughs> are still present progressive in, right. in the action figure collecting business, yes. Yes. Uh, business. We, we understand that you have, to pay, you have to pay someone to use their likeness, right. if, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming that- He I must guess, have not given I, that I guess a go-ahead. The, the actors must, I guess the actors must just not have- yeah, because because both for 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 Robin Easter. Williams and Dustin Hoffman, neither of them look like that. No, and in fact, um, last year I found an actual from, and we'll, we'll post it on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, an actual hook. Yes, uh, bath towel that is mine. Yes, <laughs> I have I have taken it. I've well, usurped no, it. I said this is for you. No, I know. I draped it. I out. would have taken it either. I way. had her walk in. <laughs> <laughs> but Hook and Peter Pan are on that, and, and you can tell. It is not Dustin Hoffman. No, but it looks it, great. It is, not, it is not Robin Williams, but it is licensed from the movie. So. Right. But but back to Brooke. Right. So, okay, so, so I've always loved this movie, but I but I was always a Peter Pan kid, though. I remember being really, really little and standing outside and trying to figure out which star was second star to the right <laughs> and yes. hoping that maybe Peter Pan would show up at my house. Like I mean, I was a Peter Pan kid. I even watched the Mary Martin musical from the 50s. Like, I was a Peter Pan kid, so when Hook came out, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is my jam. And I remember being in, like, the tub as a kid, playing with the Little Mermaid toy, mm-hmm. singing to myself, when you're alone, and then pretending that Peter Pan was flying, and crying. Like, I I would immediately start crying, 
because I was so moved by what happened to him in that moment. So like Hook has always been a very incredibly emotional part of my like childhood and adulthood because it's a comfort movie for me. Like I just I just put Hook on. Yes. I remember when we taught it at my my friends and I when we taught it at a daycare. The kids would get so pissed off because if they were bad, we're like, all right, we're watching Hook because it's a long movie. <laughs> and they were like, no, we're like, yeah, we're putting on Hook, enjoy it, and yeah, like, they would just long. have Hook on like for these poor like five year olds. Yeah, but it, whatever, they're better for it. It has a one hundred and forty two <laughs> minute runtime, so yeah, yeah. So that was our punishment minutes. slash our enjoyment, and yeah. I regret nothing. Two hours and twenty two minutes is is quite a sitting. <laughs> and I, you know, I want to say too. Uh, just because it was a magical part of your childhood, it, yes. it's it's been more of a magical part of my adulthood, and I it found, means more now, honestly, as an adult. I think so, yeah. And obviously, that's because, of course, you know, to, to get a little bit into the plot, just to re- to reveal if you've not seen it, 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 this is about Peter Pan as an adult, right? Now, Jeff, what about your experience with Hook? Because yes, you, I were, don't think I've ever now, heard this, Jeff. You're a year older than me, I believe. Yeah. So you would have been, you know, you're right around my age. I was and, eleven, and would have would have really remembered this movie so so uh yeah it was actually uh kind of a bad like time in my life in fact like toby mm-hmm. was a little bit you know like, i i had a little bit of a rough childhood at times uh but i would uh occasionally be whisked away <laughs> to my my childhood best friend's uh house who he lived like about two hours away and his dad would come pick me up and take me away from uh <laughs> problems at mm-hmm. home and I would be, like, kind of safe away from, you know, the stuff that was going on. And um, every time I visited uh, my friend Brad and, and his father, Mike, he, he, was, he, he was a single uh, single father, um, he would take us to the movies. And, you know, I, I don't know how many times he, this happened, but in this, in this particular time, he took us to see Hook. And I, I remember not having that much interest in it. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, Hook, right. okay, I'm oh, sure, why not? I'll you go know? see it. <laughs> like, there wasn't really much else out, I think. It was like, oh, you guys want to see Hook? I remember, like, we were, like, looking at the window, you know, like, looking at all the choices, and we're like, yeah, I guess Hook, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, really loving this movie. I, I mean, I was, like, surprised at how much I loved it. And plus, it was like, you know anything's better than what i was going through so it was right you know, it was an a, escape either way it wasn't very much an escape and i remember i remember me and mike really liking it and brad was going it was okay <laughs> but anyway <laughs> i um yeah uh but one of those like pleasantly surprised times and ever since then it's been a movie that's i've kind of cherished because i always remember you know that was a particularly bad time that that visit i remember like you know thinking about the the movie and what was going on in the movie and what was going on in my own life and like you know i remember those those memories you know having those thoughts as i'm watching it so yeah it it definitely you know has that had that had a had a pretty good impact on me in that way yeah yeah it's and it has that kind of you know that's Again, as an adult, right, it has that kind of impact on me now, you know. And I, like I said, I just completely looked past it as a kid. Yeah, you know, and just, it's and I think that, especially if it wasn't, it didn't have a personal connection with you right away. It didn't right. necessarily. It was kind of you know, you could take it or leave it. Because I loved, I loved Disney and stuff as a kid. Oh, forget like, it. I yeah. loved it. I just it it was one of those things that I'd grown up 
with Peter Pan as a kid. Right, so as a I, child. I just yes. didn't. I was like, well, I don't get him being an adult. That that's such a turnoff for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. initially. Initially, I'm saying that initially. Right, of course. Because I love this story. I know it's beautiful. And speaking of story, why don't we go ahead and uh, move into talking about the film itself? Yes. Before we get into the actual plot of the film, though, Jeff, you had a really interesting story about how this film actually came to be. Yeah. So, yeah, would love to hear that from you, and then we'll actually dive into the story itself. Okay, so this this movie um, started out with a drawing. Um, so there's a guy. He's a he's a writer and director named Nick Castle. He's he's a co-writer on this movie. Um, but people might be more familiar with his uh, work as playing Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. The guy get, who played Michael town. Myers wrote this movie. I'm not kidding. So I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick Castle. Yeah. He, he's, I'm looking he, at he, it now. He's a notable director. He wrote. Uh, he directed Last Starfighter. He's written a lot of movies. Um, I love Last Starfighter. Did I you like, like that, that movie? movie? Oh yeah, we need to do that. By the way, I would. Love okay, that. <laughs> we will do. We will do the Last Starfighter. That is a great movie. Yeah. So, oh my and he lord. Directed this. Uh, so anyway, so if you look, um, I guess like in in script form, or if you look on IMDb, and you look up like any of the Halloween movies, there will be a character pretty far down the line called the Shape, and that is where Michael Myers is portrayed in 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 costume. Like you can see like young Michael Myers is played by whatever, but like the shape is played by Nick Castle in most of the Michael yeah. Myers movies. And that's that's right. I have heard that Michael Myers, like the actual adult Michael Myers that terrorizes Laurie Strode and everyone else in the other twenty movies is known as the shape. Yes. So that's a fun fact for everyone who didn't know. So anyway, okay. so he um, he drew this drawing because his daughter, I guess, loved Peter Pan. So he drew this like drawing of Peter Pan. Oh no, I'm sorry. His daughter drew the drawing of like of like Captain Hook like surviving like the getting eaten by the croc, and that okay. sort of like inspired Nick Castle to like write this treatment, if you will of like an adult Peter Pan and like how like okay they killed Captain Hook and then there's nothing for them to do in Neverland so they decide to like go back to the real world and grow up a little bit and then like they find out they find out Captain Hook like you know survived the Crocs so they have to go back and like you know fight Captain Hook again but this time as adults and that was like the original concept of this movie which by the way I want to see that movie <laughs> like oh my god yeah you know, like but anyway well I mean it's basically what this is but not really so so right. a lot of a lot of stuff <laughs> happened okay so he wrote this movie and he pitched it to Disney Disney's like yeah let's do this this is awesome we're gonna get Steven Spielberg you know and Steven Spielberg's like heck yeah I want to do this and this is how long this movie was actually in production hell. So while they're getting this movie, you know, all the, pre, you know, the script ironed out and everything, uh, Steven Spielberg's wife becomes pregnant and kind of Aww. scheduling, you know, conflicts happen. And he's like, hey, my, my kid's going to be born during filming of this movie. And by the way, he was, oh, also, wow. he was also scheduled to direct Big. And he had to drop out the, oh, gosh. both of them. That's how long ago. Because, you know, Big came out wow. way before this movie did. Um, and he, that's that's how long he had to, I mean, you know, he had to drop out of both movies. And so Nick Castle tentatively became the director. He just made Last Starfighter. They're like, hey, you want to direct this movie? He's like, sure. So they're they're hammering out the script. And guess who they get to play? Peter Pan. 
Who? Oh, no. Michael Jackson. Not kidding. Uh, so <laughs> Listen, that's a choice. So Michael oh, Jackson no. is tentatively like like actually cast as as Peter Pan. So um but this script sits on like, you know, in someone's lap at Disney for years and and they're like, "Ah, you know what? Pfft, we don't want to do this anymore." They pass it on to Paramount. Paramount's got it. Nick Castle's like still writing the script, except this time he's like, "Hey, I got a better idea." You know, like what if, what, what if like Peter Pan's like now like a lawyer? You know, he's like a superficial jerk, and his kids hate him and stuff. And um, and man, anyway, yeah, that's... so <laughs> like he's he's like getting you that's know, really, crazy, yeah. So anyway, Paramount's like, yeah, I don't know. You know what? We're just gonna pass this <laughs> on to TriStar. So now TriStar's got this thing, and TriStar's like, hey, uh, let's 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 do this. And so they. <laughs> <laughs> they they call Matt Michael Jackson. Hey man, we're ready to film. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, Peter uh, Peter Pan's not a not a cool like adult, you know, uh, anymore. He he's actually like a fat like superficial like you know jerk yeah. of a lawyer, and his kids hate him. And Michael Jackson's like, oh, I don't like that, and like flies <laughs> and like flies back to right. Neverland Ranch, you know, and um <laughs> like drops out. He's like, no, like, I'm I'm good in my own Neverland thing. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so then in comes Ro- uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Well, Robin Williams and the castle did not get along. They were like, no, this is stupid. And they were fighting over certain oh, stuff of the script. So what? the producers were like, you know what, Nick? Uh, we're going to actually, we just talked to like Steven Spielberg. Turns out he still wants to make this movie. His kids are like five now, so it's fine. And like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then here comes, you know, Steven Spielberg. They kind of bump Nick down. He still gets a writing credit, whatever. And, um, yeah, yeah, and then the rest is his. <laughs> That's how this movie. Wow, came. what a crazy story! So, but, yeah, but the, obviously they used his idea. The yeah. idea. Oh yeah, I mean, he, yeah, totally. I mean, he he wrote the script. I mean, essentially. I, I mean, he's getting credit for that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, and Carrie Fisher. Uh, so I she, guess she's a great she's a great editor. Yeah, she actually. wrote all of the lines for Tinkerbell because apparently Nick Castle like the lines he wrote for Tinkerbell were like not good. And they okay. they, oh. they wow. needed someone to come in and like, hey, can, can someone who like, you know, Carrie Fisher's like, I'll do it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah she's winning. awesome. Yeah, she's. Well, amazing. I just didn't realize how how I and I really just never knew that. That's yeah. so nuts. Yeah. And yeah, she she's got a few writing credits. She I think she did work on when Harry met Sally as well that she was also. Oh, I in. did not know that. Um, it would make. There's a lot of pretty good actresses that I've, I've noticed that have been also great editors that's very impressive editors or writers writers but also a lot of times they get the script when it's already done I and see. they kind of okay. tweak it you know what i mean well i guess they could still be credited as a writer of course but i, I, I look at that as editing to yeah me. so that's just and you know when i think of michael jackson i can't imagine anybody at this point the film solidified. I can't see anyone being anyone else, right? You know, I can't right. see anyone being in the film other than who's in it. Um, but I can understand why Michael Jackson wouldn't want to have anything to do with the portrayal of mm-hmm. Peter Pan as this superficial adult, because you know, I think I mean he has he calls his ranch Neverland Ranch, so obviously he has a connection with. Yeah, well, he's already he was already Peter in Pan. the mode of trying to maintain a childlike 
Yeah. Right. So he was trying to He wanted to be a, you know, a movie star like, at this point. And like Steven Spielberg and him, I guess, were friends True. back in the day. And he was like, hey, I'm going to help you out right. a little bit. He, uh, Steven Spielberg directed like the Captain EO or Neo or whatever it was called. Yeah, Captain EO. Yeah, yeah. I remember that at Disney, yeah. at Disney World. Yeah. And so like that was like his supposed to be like his intro into like the movie biz and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, because you know, Michael Jackson know. was I mean, in the the Wiz. You know, he, he has been in movies. He's just you know. I mean, I I, I don't think I've Wiz. ever <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Michael Jackson in a you know perform in a way that I didn't enjoy it because he just right. has that ability. He does, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I I don't know. I I really trying to imagine him as as playing in, in a major motion picture like this. I I, I don't. I just. Especially after you've seen Robin Williams as Peter Pan, it's exactly. just you know. So, but man, Jeff, that's really, really interesting. It's that's cool. crazy. And yeah. and again, guys, we <laughs> we didn't tell the story and then get on the air and react to it. You know, yeah. Uh, you know that that's the first time I've heard it. I, I, the fact that the guy that played Michael Myers, yeah, uh, wrote this, and, and you know, and I didn't realize how big of a deal he was in the film industry. And to direct The Last Starfighter, which I love that movie as a yeah. kid. All right. Wow. So, okay. So, Hook. All right. <laughs> yeah. I know. So much. We had to do a lot of groundwork. That's yeah. okay, though. That's, that's part of it. So. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and tell you. This is going to be a two-parter. Like, there, this ain't no one episode. <laughs> right. One and done. We, we, we owe it to Hook to make this a two-parter. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, I want to correct myself. Carrie Fisher did not do writing on When Harry Met Sally. She did do, she did a lot uncredited, I'll say. Um, like, if you look on IDB, you're only going to find a few things. But, like, um, Hook was one of them, and then she's uncredited for that. Okay. So, just wanted to point that out. I wanted to, I wanted to correct myself. I don't want to go on record saying anything wrong. Oh, that's cool. So, so all she right. didn't right, have now, anything to do with the Also, the uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys were not, not that I can find. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you guys were going to mention, but I forgot. I completely forgot because I watched this movie the other night in, prepa- in preparation. I did not even remember that Gwyneth Paltrow played like young Wendy until I saw it. Like, yes. I, I was know. Like, yeah. Whoa, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, you know, like, I was like, at first I was like, is that Gwyneth Paltrow? And then like the second time you see her, I was like, that's definitely Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I, did, I forgot yes. she was in this movie. Right, yeah. especially when she appears older. You're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. totally Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, <laughs> By the way, I also have to like say one thing. Um, Wendy is Peter's ex-girlfriend and now also his wife's grandmother. <laughs> there's a lot happening. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot, a yeah. lot of emotions going awry. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, what? Because <laughs> I, I was trying to we figure were out just... who is Wendy to these people because I thought maybe she was just like... <laughs> I thought she was just like the orphanage lady or something, and like no, right. she's like the grandmother. I was like, oh, whoa, weird. The that's kind of. We weird were for talking her. about that the other day. Yeah, Toby and I were talking about that the other day about the dynamic. We're like, oh, that's. I thought it was. Dev- I mean, we'll get into it. I want to. I want to say. Yeah, it. I, but, I yeah. understand how it's. I mean, for me, I thought it was. I thought it was really sweet. I. I. I but it's complicated. It is complicated. Well, I just thought. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. We all have our different reactions to that. Yes, and I will share them. I have some feelings. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, okay, so so let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the actual, like, plot and stuff. Okay, so we're, I mean, obviously we'll need to, we're not going to move fast, fast, but we'll need to kind of, you know, keep things moving because it's a long movie and then we want to share our thoughts on things. we've set up, you know, Jeff kind of set up the first part. Yes. You know. Well, it set up the initial, like, this is the premise. This is the premise. We have a successful 
lawyer. Right. His name is Peter Banning. Yes. As in B as in boy, A-N-N-I-N-G. Right. Peter Banning. Uh, this is Robin Williams. As a kid, I always thought it was panning. And I was like, ha ha, yeah. I see what you did. All right. But that was incorrect. So, Pete, <laughs> yeah. So, Peter Banning, played by Robin Williams. Yeah. Lives in San Francisco. He's a lawyer. He's incredibly successful. He's kind of cutthroat. He's kind of a shark, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and, and he's obviously, you know, he's really, a workaholic. Yeah. Obviously, workaholic. You know, married to his job more right. than he is and married to his his wonderful wife Mora, and that is Caroline Goodall. Yes, and really. probably like and the, he, the opposite of like what you would think Peter Pan would ever become. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, like y- you would look at him and think that's the farthest from someone who's in touch with their childlike side ever. Right. Yeah, they even have the scene where like you see a bit of it, like when he's kind of like like he's with the guy and and he's got the cell phone. You know, they're they're. Whoever one has the quickest draw with the phones. Yeah, they're Zach they're Morse co- phones. Oh my god, I know. But they're flip phones, <laughs> right. which, which were a oh, little bit more right. advanced. Okay. They weren't the Zach Morse phones. And I say advanced very loosely. But <laughs> so you kind of see. But he's he's very. But he he's only like that about his incredibly adult job. Yeah, that is not because that's where he's comfortable. He's comfortable with other sharks, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean. So I guess in the mix of in the midst of other sharks or. As Wendy will ter- calls them, you've become a pirate, right? Pirates, right? Uh, he's very comfortable, uh, but but you see kind of a bit of that. He doesn't know how to handle himself, though, outside of that, right? And he has two children. He has Jack, mm-hmm. who's played by Charlie Corsmo, the older brother. Yeah, he's the old. He's the oldest. He's his son, his oldest child. Mm-hmm. And we know him from Dick Tracy. He was yep. the kid in Dick <laughs> Tracy. And, that, uh, Jeff? and yes, and and the kid huh. in uh, Can't Hardly Wait who can't feel his legs. Remember? Like, I don't know if ah uh, yes. <laughs> see, oh I, I didn't my see that. god! I didn't see that movie. So yeah. I just I'm like today years old when I realized okay, that. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> didn't see that. He also had uh, Peter Banning. Also has a daughter. Sweet. And her name is Maggie Banning. Played by Amber Scott, so he has a wife, Mora, very mm-hmm. sweet. Caroline Goodall, I mean, just very regal. Just she's wonderful. Yeah, his wife she's is lovely. Great. And and so he's got these. these and he's, he's got a fa- a fantastic family. His, a fan- his children are wonderful, but the problem is, of course, his job comes first, right? And we and see we, that with. Go ahead. Well, we open the the movie opens, which I, me being the the musical person I am, I can't help but notice it. After obviously, I'm looking at this movie after having seen it a million times, but it begins right off the bat with the Tinkerbell theme, which mm-hmm. is being played on a piano because Maggie's in the school play of Peter Pan and she's playing Wendy. Wow! Okay. And the next time we hear that theme is when Peter encounters Tinkerbell in the very room that's being portrayed during the play. So for me, that's kind of a big deal. And speaking of the music, and and I, I can't believe we didn't mention this initially, but <laughs> the the music for this film, the the the, the score, yes. is composed by none other than John Williams himself. The great and probably one the of the most John underrated Williams. one of one of his most underrated scores, in my opinion. Absolutely, oh, yeah. This is a great. Score. I was I listened to this soundtrack while I made dinner the other night, just because I was like, I just need some magic, and Hook does it every time. Yeah. So. We see that Peter's married to his job. You know, yes, because he's, I mean, even during the play, he's on the phone. Yeah, and Moira's like, get off the phone. Right, yeah, I, I don't. 
you know, and, you know, poor sweet. I mean, Maggie didn't know, thank God. No, and she, maybe being younger, yeah, doesn't... I don't it, think she is fully aware. The fact that Peter is completely checked out as far as his family goes doesn't seem to impact her the way it's impacting Jack, his son. Daddy st- well, also, Daddy's still her hero, one, because girl, a, a relationship with their girl, a girl and their father's very unique to a father and a son, but also... Jack is at Maggie's play. Right. And Peter is at Maggie's sorry, play. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Peter is at Maggie's play. Peter does not make it to Jack's stuff. So they have a different, they have two different experiences with the same father. Yeah, specifically. It's very difficult. Spe- specifically, it's a baseball. Yes. Baseball game. Hmm. And Jack is, that's what he's into. He likes yeah. baseball. And there's this whole <laughs> thing and where Jack's got a game and my Peter's is nowhere my to bond. be found. Yeah, he tells him he'll, you'll be there, right? Because dad, you because he says he's on the phone during the play, and he has some big pitch, and he's like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." Saturday, he goes like, "Dad, the game you promised." And right. so on the phone, he's like, "Hey, it's my son, Big Bang." He's like, "Hey, don't worry, Jack. My word is my bond. I'll be there." And Jack reluctantly is like, "Okay." I right. mean, poor Jack has a mitt with him at the. Pl- I mean, he loves right. he loves baseball, baseball. and. Peter does make it to the game when it's over. Remember, he's got the he hat. He makes it to the field. Yeah. I think you mean. <laughs> he tries. He tries. So, Mary's yeah. got, he's got the hat on. Right, but. But not not really. I mean. And by the way, he's too like, busy playing. Like, who. <laughs> why is it that. <laughs> like, if I was, like, directing this movie, I would have had, like, at least, like, somebody there, like, cleaning up the, the trash. Like, there's nobody. Right. Like, didn't he notice, like, there's no cars? <laughs> like, there's nobody here. I mean, like. I mean, even I the cleanup people were gone. Like, he was <laughs> that late. <laughs> right. Like, at least, like, I don't know. Yeah, the equipment, like, uh, Yeah, it was, it's I tough. know. And they make a point in those scenes to show that Peter is too busy playing fake, you know, draw your gun with a cell phone. With right. A, you know, it, clearly Jack, I mean, that's the sad part is that his family just does not mean to him what his job means to him. And that's no. just, that's his reality at this point. Absolutely. His family is second, period. But, At this point, again. Yeah, you know. But everything's going to everything's gonna converge or you know, things are gonna oh, yes. things oh, are gonna yes. things are gonna blow up. <laughs> however you wanna do it. Things are gonna <laughs> however you wanna say it. And this is because this is because the family is preparing for a trip. So right. you know, we've seen Peter's behavior at both of his kids events things that are important to them yeah even when he was at the play he wasn't at the play you know so we kind of have that going into this big trip that they're planning they're going to london and what's the purpose of that they're going to see their granny yeah because they haven't seen grandmother in well what we find out doesn't she say it's been 10 years between visits yeah she's the kid's great grandmother so she's peter's wife mora's grandmother yeah and her name yeah, uh, Granny Wendy. Yeah, Granny Wendy. So this is like, hmm. So we have a Peter, and now we have a Wendy. But this is weird because Peter's an adult, which is already kind of weird. Yeah, because it's Peter Pan. But we Win- don't know that yet. But Wendy is a is a grandmother. So mm-hmm. how is this? So it's. I mean, now it does make sense in a literary no, sense. I'm just saying, if you, if you know the Peter, yeah. if you know the Peter Pan story, you're kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. Okay, there's a yeah. Peter, the there's a Wendy. Here. What's the, what's the <laughs> dynamic? And and as they're on the plane, what do we find out about Peter? It's very interesting. He is, he's deathly afraid of flying. Yes, and 
it just goes to show you how, uh, you know, if you're going into this film and you know that he's Peter Pan, you're like, oh my gosh. He's like, way on the other end of the spectrum. What in the world has happened to him? And of course, by this point, you know, he's missed the baseball game. Jack is completely disappointed because you have to understand <laughs> something. And I just, this goes into, I think, one of the first really important um, messages for me as far as why this impacts me so much as an adult now that I, not just as an adult, but as a, as a father mm-hmm. with children, you have to understand how small their world is. Yeah. You know, that a child's world is incredibly small. Mm-hmm. And the way they look at their parents, the way they look at dad and mom, and the way they respond and react to the way we respond and react to situations, you realize that, like, in their eyes, we are so important. We we hold everything together. Yeah. When they're at that young age. Yeah. I think yeah. when they're at the age that, that Jack and Maggie are for, mm-hmm. for uh, Peter and Jack Laura. Jack is, is really at the cusp of it. Yeah. Which is why I think he has the reaction he's having. And I think we don't realize that. We don't realize that as as we who are parents of young children. I don't I think that it's easy to lose sight of the fact that when you miss something, when you don't go to something, mm-hmm. when you don't stop, you know, it happens sometimes even with Brooke, she'll tell me I'll be in the middle of something, you know, and Brooke will say, Hey dad, you know, Kess is trying to tell you something or hey dad, Yossi's trying to show you something. Even just the fact that, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm just so important and I just command so much. No, it's, I'm there, but I am their dad. I am their dad. It's, this is two people I'm talking about. This is two little people and they're wonderful and they're my kids and I'm their dad. You know, I'm not saying, oh yeah, I'm just, so, but to them I am because yeah. of how they see me. And this is how Jack sees his dad. And when his dad doesn't show up, it's devastating. Yeah, and the, he's done. That the person that you grow up and you look up to and you want to you want to be like, and the person that you look to, that th- that this this guy holds everything together, him and mom, and he doesn't come to my stuff. I think he's so important, but he doesn't think I'm important. Mm, that's so sad. You know, Jeff, it, you're you're a dad. You know, you understand. I, I I think you can see. You really see. You can feel Jack's pain. Oh well, like you know. You know, I I only played one season of Little League, and the only reason I did it is because I wanted the attention from my father that was given to my brother, you know, and I was not very good at baseball. I'm just not, you know, I was not as gifted athletically as my brother. And I remember, (laughs) like, you know, I I was that I was like designated hitter or something because I just could not field for anything, but I could I could hit a base hit most of the time. So, yeah. and I remember I hit like a, like a three run RBI, like, and, and we were playing, me and my brother both had games that night and both my parents were over at the other field watching my brother play. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, man. And so, usually yeah. they split up, usually they split up, but it, it was a big game. It was a big game for both of us. But I remember like my brother, that that was like their like version of like the, you know, the playoffs or whatever. And right. I don't think we had a chance of going to playoffs, but like I had a really good game, and I remember like thinking, yeah. like, "Oh, I wish, Jeez. I wish my dad would have saw that," you know, because everyone right. I mean, for the first time ever they were like, "You know, good job, Jeff, good job." Because normally it's like, "Oh, Jeff, you suck," you know, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. "You know what I mean?" Sorry. You know how it, I mean? Toby knows. Toby knows when you when you strike out, uh, little league, yeah. there there are tears. There are tears every time. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Like, listen, I I. I 
I never ever. Oh, no. I, I, I look. I I think there are really really good people and great people who are involved in in little league sports, but I just. There are also some I, not so fantastic people. I hated growing up in it. You know, my dad re- really was big into me being in sports and stuff, and I I could have done without all that. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. If Yossi, if Yossi wants to do it, if my son or if my daughter wants to do it, I will be there. Yeah, and that's I will great. Cheer them on. If they be, want to do I'll it. I'll be their number one fan, but if they want to do it, but my goodness, it will certainly be, hey, get out there, have fun. Right. But my goodness, it, this is not. This is not a, the, the end of your life game. if you mess up. <laughs> it's a game. Yeah. You know. Seriously. But at the same time, to the kids out there playing, it's a big deal. And it to is. And to Jack, this is important. And Peter's not there. And that's so, it, you know, a father's affirmation, I think, is so important. And Peter's, and Jack is not getting that. And Peter's not giving it. Right, and, and Moira and Maggie are there, so it's like he he knows Mom will be there, he knows Maggie will right. be there, but look, you know, you want your you want your dad there, you but, want your dad to be like, hey, good job. But this is all going to come under the scrutiny of Grandma of Granny Wendy, who is my muse, yet this wise <laughs> sage woman, and might I add, she is the Wendy. She is the end. She like, is the Wendy. We're going to, obviously, I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, if you've seen the film, you know that Granny Wendy, played by Maggie Smith, one of the greatest right. actresses ever, uh, is the Wendy from the story. And we're going to get into mm-hmm. you know, how I, that... Can I say happens. something about Maggie Smith yeah. in this movie? Okay. Yes, say all the yeah, things. Sure. For those of you who don't know out there, like I, I have like a special like interest in practical effects and like makeup and stuff. And her right. makeup, which is what's awesome, her makeup in this movie. By the way, old people makeup is probably the hardest thing to get right. If you have, yes, because you, know, you can tell if yeah. it's bad. And she right. looks in this movie like she looks now. <laughs> you know, right? And no, that's how you right. know it's a good like that's makeup, guys. She was younger <laughs> like when yeah, this movie was made. Yes. She, was, yeah. she was like maybe what like in her late fifties, early sixties. Now she's like yeah, pushing ninety, if not into her nineties. But yeah. And like, she and she looks like that now, right? right. No, it's true. It was and very accurate. Like she's what the heck, man? It's yeah. pretty amazing. I I don't know who did her makeup. I I like I need to look at. And that hit that that occurred to me when I was just watching it the other day. I was like, wait, how old was she when she made this movie? And I was like, and I had and I did the math, and I was like, whoa, like they did a really great job with her makeup. But anyway, she I just was, have to say that. Right? She was no, it's she true was 57, because fifty six, fifty seven. Oh wow! When That's the movie true. was released, yeah. Yeah. Because when I when I and uh, because I, as a kid I loved uh, a movie that came after this in 1993, The Secret Garden, mm-hmm. and she played a, a lead role in that, and she looked, you know, it was without makeup, so she was older then. But like how I remember as a kid, because you know, you, as your kid, you don't really understand time and stuff. You're like, wait a minute, she looked way freaking older in Hook. How does right. she not look as old in this movie two years later? But like she. Ugh, she's incredible. She can do no wrong. Well, so exactly all that. Okay, so well, the family gets to London. They, they get to London, right? Right. And with a third party, especially one such as Granny Wendy, yes, she's able to immediately see the issues. Oh yeah, and understand. And she, she knows her she, entrance is just so magical, and we need to talk about her entrance yeah, because ahead. of because of the effect it has on her. 
and on Robin Williams or and on, on excuse me Peter Banning. Yeah, go ahead. Because obviously, and me, me and my cousins, we always we always say this to each other for no reason. We always goes hello boy all the time, just because we love Hook. But that's how she greets Peter. We hear we see we hear her off screen. Hello boy, and his face. He's like hello, and like it's. I told Toby this like I think today. I was like, it's neat because. Yes, he knows her as Granny Wendy, but in that moment, we see something else. There's something right. more behind. There's something. Oh, deeper. hi, Granny Wendy. We see another layer in him. It's that magic, right? Well, yeah, and history that he doesn't even remember. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, then you know we see Granny's uh, Wendy's silhouette on the stairs, and she comes down, and she's, you know, she tells them, you know, hey, one rule in my house: no growing up. You know, stop this very instant right. and. She's just perfect and the best granny. Yes. But like there's there's already a layer that we don't we're not given the full answer to and I love it. And the problem is is that now we have a convergence that you know I mentioned earlier. We have the magic and the history of that magic. Right. And this this wondrous place of Neverland which is all kind of behind Wendy. Right, she's kind of bringing that you right, know. but we see we we like feel it in the air because even Moira she gets in the house she goes oh this house has gotten into me, like right. we were children in these rooms like Moira's visibly right. different in but this house. What this is about to converge with is the man that Peter has become. Yeah, and this happens in a really this is such a very difficult scene. So obviously they've it's not really devastating. They've not been there very long and you know how it is. I know how it is. Me and Brooke know how it is. When Jeff, we, we know you know how it we is. We know you know how it is when you take the kids to like a grandparent's house and they're excited and to they're see freaking them. nuts. And they're going nuts and this happens. <laughs> it happened when my mom came over tonight actually. My mother came over tonight and the kids went absolutely nuts over Gammy. And to a degree, it's like you just have to be okay with that. <laughs> you just They're going to gonna let go them nuts. Go wild. They're going to go wild. And the kids were going wild and they were playing and having fun. But it was fun. while he was on the phone with work. And Peter is on the phone. And the kids are getting loud. And he turns and he just screams. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. But he's like right at Jack with it. <laughs> and Jack's response was like, it scares him. I, mean, I can't. I, I. It makes me really like, he's sad. Like, to he's, think like, about. he's like, I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Like it suddenly everything, and and he he tells more. He's like, I'm on the call of my life. Like get him out of here. You know. And 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 he, Granny Wendy sees oh, it. Oh gosh, it happens in front of Wendy. It's awful. It's such a. It's it's because she knows it's that's not awful who he is. because it's such a well done scene, and you can see that these things do happen. Oh yeah. yeah. Even to good. Even to good people. Yeah. Even to people who aren't like Peter Banning and who are wildly invested in their children but, and you know very much a part of their lives. We're like shut up. But it's <laughs> quite. Second. But it's quite clear because Jack tells Wendy mm-hmm. what kind of guy Peter is. Mm-hmm. How does he explain that? He, <laughs> yeah. He talks about it. Yeah. He said. Uh, you did a like, good well, job. See. It. He's like. Uh, what does he say? When a well, trouble's telling, in trouble, he's telling, Dad uh, sails in, and if there's any resistance, any resistance, he blows them out of the water. And then that leads Wendy to turn to Peter. And she's like, ah, so you become a pirate. So you become a pirate. Meaning so- he has, because gr- we realize that growing up doesn't necessarily mean growing up in this movie. Granny Wendy's a grown up, but she's not grown up. She still has the magic. She you does. can grow up and forget it all. And Peter has grown up and forgotten it all. Yes. So 
that that was just such a tough scene to watch. Yeah, it really is tough. And, and Moira, she tells him, she's like, "Listen, like we only get a little bit of time it's when they true. want us around, and That's then true. you're chasing them." That's so true. And which which to me, again, here comes the English teacher harkens back to a quote from Peter Pan, the text. What is and it? And it says, "Time is like the it's, you know, it's like the crocodile, isn't it? Time's chasing chasing after all of us." Wow. And that's a quote from the book, and I'm like, ooh, there it is. It, it, it's so As an true. adult, when I watch it, I'm like, that is 100% hearkening back to that quote. Yeah. Time is chasing after all of us. And Jeff, I want to ask you about this, too, but I, I want to say before I do is I understand this, and my, my son is six, and he he is going through, I don't know if it's a phase or if it's just kind of just really how fast they grow up, but like he used to just... I remember he used to give me a kiss at school, like one, in front of everybody, in front of like the entire. Like I, I take him into the cafeteria, and he would reach up and try to kiss me. Now it's like, Yosi, give me a kiss, and he actually says, "No, Dad, I'm grown." <laughs> and <laughs> or I try to give him a hug, and he goes, "Not right now, Dad." Or I'll say, "Yosi, come give Dad a kiss. I need one." And he would, and he'll 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 kiss his hand, throw it, and goes, "There, it's in the air." <laughs> what I'm saying is, oh, Bubby. What I'm saying is, and I hug and kiss my kids like there's no tomorrow. We fuckerize them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying is, sorry, I, I, I'm very, very, very affectionate with my children. You know, and and I want them to know. Um, you know, I just want them to know. You know, but but what I'm saying is is, you know, because Jeff, you're a dad too. I'm just saying that that, uh, and that's why this movie has such an impact on me. It's such it brings out such the 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 dad. The fatherly yeah. type stuff with me, and and I, I just I'm not having therapy here. I'm just saying. Yes, we are. It's okay. I, <laughs> I, I just think it's important to to understand that it's so true. You have a very little amount of time before your children are ready to set sail on their own, whether yeah. they whether they're ready or not, and you're going to be after them. And I I'm just saying, my son is six, and he's already saying no, Dad, not now. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're experiencing that, Jeff. Uh, your kids are a little older than mine. Um, I'm curious about Yossi's age. I don't know. I, I, I think that, like, I mean, I, I definitely, like, you know, hug and kiss my kids, you know, every day as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I Maybe I just, like, knew that that may not go over too well. So I just, like, you know, if I send them off on the bus or whatever, I'm like, okay, guys, have a good night, you know, or, I mean, have a good day. And I might yeah. give him a hug or something. And Nathaniel will sometimes, like, oh, you know, Love you, Dad, and like give me a hug. But sometimes I remember because it's been a while since they went on the bus because of COVID and stuff. It's been all remote learning, but like I remember sure. there there was a time like okay, Dad, the bus is coming. You, you can you can go now, <laughs> you know, because I, oh. I would I would stand out there with him because yeah. I don't no. want like some tweaker or something like talking to him. But like you know, <laughs> no, yeah, you got to watch over him. <laughs> Right, so like I was like, oh, I'm okay. I'll I'll, I'll just go then. Oh, okay, I, you know. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, because I because I, I want to be the cool dad. I want to be like, oh, oh, oh I get, right. I, I got you. You know, I don't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, I don't. You know, I'm like, okay, I got nah. you. Because my mom like mortified me like st- throughout my entire life. You know, oh, no. like whenever she came pick me up from school, I, I'd always wish that it was like, oh my god, I hope my dad comes, not my mom, and you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, so oh, you know, no. and you have that that happens, and and I don't do that with Yossi at school. I, what I when like I when I when I would take Yossi to school, I would just 
I'd walk him in and he would sit. He they, they, the kids that get to score because I got to take. I would have to. This is before the pandemic, by the way. I, we would have to take Yosu to school. Yeah, because we're teachers as well. Obviously, I, know. you know we're teachers, so I'd have to get to school. So I'd have to take him early, and they have to all sit in the gym. And I would, you know, I'd walk him into the gym. He would sit and he'd reach up to kiss me. I, I mean, and he would get, he would cry. He he had a oh, hard time leaving. He had us a hard time leaving us in the morning. But what I'm saying is, is that. I, I never, you know, when I'm in front of these kids, I'm like, come here, give me, I'm, not, I'm like, give me a kiss, give me a hug, come on, you know, I don't care who's, I'm, I'm like you, it Jeff, was, I'm like, yeah. I get it, you're with your friends, but what I'm saying is, is there was a time when it didn't matter to him. It was all him. Right. He was just like, give me a kiss, dad. And now he's like, yeah. I'm good, dad, thanks. Now, but now, <laughs> even at home, he'll walk by me in the living room, like, hey, buddy, give dad, a, give, give me, give your dad a hug, give dad a kiss, he'll be like, no, I'm grown. I'm I like, still get the hugs and kisses, because I'm his girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, I, I, I didn't mean to. Well, I guess I kind of did. That's the thing about this movie, Watts. So no, great. it's very real in some places. Is that, um, and that was what what Brooke said had made me think of that. Was like you know was when she talked about that scene with Morris says you know Peter, we only have a certain amount of time with them, and she says and she says you're missing it. Like you're he is, completely yes, missing the sad it. truth. He is, and that's that's devastating to to be that person to be the one that's missing it. Yes, like oof. That's I, I, that hurts, and he didn't. It didn't even really. It did make a dent. He, he's not there yet. He's not there. Peter's not there. So they're really not able to. We're not really able to dwell on that moment. No, you know where Peter freaks out. Which thank God, but it's still. Even though I know how the movie goes, it's still. It's so rough to sit through. Yeah, I hate it. But they're not able to dwell on it because. They, they have, have something to do. They have something to do. There's this, this, you know, Brooke. Why it's don't the you, benefit. Yeah. It's the benefit for Granny Wendy, and she's basically been a patron for um, uh, orphans. The orphans, uh, for the Great Ormond Street orphans, right? Um, which makes sense knowing yeah. gr- knowing who Granny and Wendy was and her, you know, the Lost Boys, things like that. So it, it makes make sense, sense that she would have this heart for children Rest, that, right. that were lost. Because it makes because because technically Toodles, who lives with her, he was a lost boy. Yeah, tell us about Toodles for a second. Toodles was a lost boy. She brought him back. Yes. And took care of him. Right. So, you know, that he wasn't He just kind of putters around but the But interestingly and, enough, and he says like, and misses says, Neverland. There's something in him. He kind of says things that are, you yeah, know. Yeah, lost, lost, lost. I lost my marbles. Right. You know, so and he, like, that, they set that up early on because it does come back later. Right. So there's this gala. This, right. And, 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 they, and, and Peter, Moira, and Granny Wendy are all going. Yeah, they're there. to. In, in fact, Peter is giving a speech. Yeah. And, you know, it's very clear. Now, this is where we see the first evidence of, despite the fact that Peter is this cutthroat, Pirate <laughs> pirate lawyer from San Francisco that he has a a heart. He's not just some sociopath. No, no, he's not. It's obvious that he is really struggling and his priorities are screwed up because when he's talking about Wendy, it's very clear that he's moved. He is. He is. At the work she's done. Right. And well, and technically bef- before they leave, before yeah. they go to the gala, um, I think something that's very revealing about who Peter has become happens with his kids because they're putting them to bed. You know, they're, um, they're, they're getting ready to leave for the gala. Right. Um, to Maggie says she made him a hug, which mm-hmm. is a parachute. It's, you know, of course it's not a real parachute, but right. there, you know, there was an incident on the plane. He's afraid of flying. She says, you don't have to be scared. I made you this hug. And he's like, Oh, thanks. And then she tells him to smell his flower. And, 
this flower that Toodles made that's made of paper. And he goes, oh, honey, it's paper. Right. Which I'm like, hey, listen to me, sir. If your daughter tells you yeah. to smell the paper flower, it's a real flower. Right? His life like- <laughs> and, and his mind is devoid of any kind of magic. Right. And, any um, kind of imagination. Right. And, um, you know, prior to that, Granny Wendy has been telling them the stories about right. Peter Pan, about who she is, mm-hmm. who they are. You know, Granny Wendy has revealed to her, to, to the kids, excuse me, right. that she is Wendy. It's all real. It's all true. Right. So she set up that narrative. Yes, because when they go out, while Peter and Mora, Mora and Granny Wendy are out, yeah, something happens. Yes. What happens? So while they're gone, you know, before they leave, Granny Wendy says the famous line, which I say to my children, when they are sleeping, which I don't know if you Toby knows this, I say, I tell them, you know, dear night lights, protect my sleeping ba- babes, burn clear and steadfast. And I say that every time I leave their rooms mm-hmm. because of this movie and because of Peter Pan, the book. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she, I think, means that and maybe more so than we realize, because once they get home from the gala, the lights aren't working, and there is a huge like scrape up the stairs. Yeah, it's like a slash, like a like there's running all the way up as if someone with some Came, kind of yeah. blade or some some something. something cut into the wall and all the way leading up. all the way up the stairs, all the way into the kids' room. And Granny Wendy says, "Oh my God, the children." She knows. It's as she if, like something. you said, she knows that there's always something. On the other side, like that, that's being kept at bay, yeah, perhaps, yeah. or is deciding not to cross over. Mm-hmm. But it did. So they head up the stairs. They encounter Liza, the housekeeper, or like the nanny. And she says, you know, the wind came in the door, closed on me, and the children were screaming. And they're like, oh, crap. They're running into the rooms. Mm-hmm. Children are gone. Windows wide open, which Peter Banning says, you have to keep it closed. And I don't know if you guys noticed. Jeff, I don't know if you noticed this. You're, you're really... Detail when it comes to things, you know, set pieces in a film. I don't, Brooke, you may have noticed that the clasp of the window. Yes, it's a. Oh, it's yeah. a hook. Yeah, for sure. It's. I thought that was as such, a wee child. I noticed that. What what an incredibly just that was just a brilliant like ah uh, that meant so much. Oh yeah, just to have that little detail, just knowing like this is what's coming. Well, and small... really, before that, Maggie gave us a hint because she said the mean, scary man at the window stole Jack's mitt and said, he says he's a window washer. It was Hook. Wow. It was Hook. He was like casing the joint hmm. before this night. And obviously, we know Which, by this point. You know, we didn't know then, but now we know. It's clear Wendy knows everything. Peter is like, and Moyer are like, let's call the authorities. And Wendy's like, no, 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 this ain't, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it. and it's clear, obviously, that the gash, the massive gash leading up to that scraped all the way up through the house, was Hook. It, it's really chilling. He it's walked really up, well done. He walked up the house and just raked his hook across it. And the music's just, oof, yeah, so good. And in the end. As far as with the, you know, after all said and done, let's talk about another cameo real quick. Phil <laughs> Phil Collins, Phil Collins is one of the detectives that shows up. He's like the he's like DCI like whatever Scotland Yard yeah. or whatever. I don't know. So they go to sort out a kidnapping, right? And Wendy the whole time is Peter. This is when she explains to Peter everything. Yeah, what he has apparently somehow forgotten. Amazingly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
And guys, I just want to say, you know, we're go- we're going over a little over an hour here, <laughs> and this is where we're going to kind of end things. You know, we're going to talk about this really important conversation between right. Wendy and Peter, which sets up Peter's eventual journey to Neverland. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick that up next week. And Jeff, I'm happy to say, will be with us. Yay! So, <laughs> so here we are. The kids are gone. Jack and Maggie. Yes, gone. they're gone. It's clear to, 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 to Wendy, I know what this is. Yeah. And of course, when all... But Peter and Moira are but, distraught. But the fact is, she can't just say this now. She's got to let them, okay, let's call the police, blah, 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 blah. Phil Collins and Scotland Yard shows up, you know. And they leave. And then, in the, in the, in the wee hours of the night, mm-hmm. when all is silent... Meet Peter, Moira, and Granny are all in the same room. Okay. And then Granny says, Moira, it, in a crisis, the English make tea. Moira, could you? And yes, of course, Grant. She gets Moira out of the room, mm-hmm. which needs to happen, right? Because she and Peter go way back, yeah. which Moira doesn't even know, right? So she. This gets is up. one of my favorite parts. Yeah, of the movie. she says, "Peter, hand me my book," and he hands the book, and he sees his wild child, you know, in like little green little loincloth, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and she begins to ask him, "Do you what do you remember?" Yeah, she's like, "Peter, don't you know who you are?" And she asked him, what, what do you remember before I brought yes, you here? Yes, right. Try to remember, please. And he goes, I remember you wrapped me in blankets and you, you know, the great the hospital in Great Ormond Street. Yeah, and she's like, but before that. Yeah. She's like, you, then you were 12, not nearly 13. Right. So, but the first 11, 12, 13 years of your life, what do you remember? And he doesn't remember anything. Yeah, and then she's like, oh my God, try, you know. Right. And he's not, it's not happening. She hands him the book. He looks, he puts his glasses on. He's standing there with the hands on the hips and everything. Doesn't even realize Right, it. he doesn't even realize he's doing the Peter he Pan is pose. freaking he Peter. He is Peter. <laughs> and then he sees the wild child. She's like, yes, boy, yes. You know. Right. And he's like, nah, that ain't me. But um, well, he thinks she's going nuts. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, Grant, I'm going to get Mora. He thinks that Granny Wendy's going nuts. He's she's pulled out a storybook and says, "This is you." She's not even referencing the children. No, she's just saying, "Hey, Peter, do you remember anything about before I brought you here?" And you're this Peter Pan kid from yeah. The book. And she's and he says, "I'm going to get more." And she goes, "Listen, I've tried to tell you a bunch of times. The stories are true. I swear to you on everything. The fight with Hook's not over." Yeah, He's because for she's been telling these stories. Goes, you've you've got to find a way. You've you've got to fight yeah. him. So this is where she breaks to Peter. You're freaking Peter Pan. Hook had this is you being Peter Pan has everything to do with this yeah. because it's Hook that has your children. And he's like, "You're freaking crazy." Right. But then there's this tender moment between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it looks like she's gonna like move in for a kiss or something. <laughs> I know. Because she, you, this is when you realize, like... Well, and that's when we have to all look back on the story, the right. original story. And, yeah, the Disney version, but, like, I'm, I've read the... I'm reading the book, actually. And you read it all, mostly, a lot of... In, a, in many ways, from Wendy's perspective. Right. And she, you know, wants to give him a kiss. And he's like, what's a kiss? And she doesn't want to offend him, so she gives him a thimble. So that he doesn't feel like he's stupid. You know? That's the whole point of the thimble is that, oh, I don't want to make him feel dumb. Right. Like, I'll just give him something. But she wanted to kiss him. So that sets us up like, Wendy always had it for Peter. She did. and she Peter still, and had she, it for Wendy as much as he could as a child. As Peter Pan. Right. But Wendy waited 
for Peter. Right. It's kind so of tragic. We, so for a minute, I mean, we get more into that later. Yeah, but we like, will. We know. I'm just. I'm just talking from the original story. Even if all you've seen is Disney, Wendy is taken with Peter, at, and they're young when they're both the same age. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at that same Wendy and Peter, we're thinking, oh well, she can't help it that she aged. He was in Neverland. No, but it's still very clear when she speaks to Peter. She still remembers that time when there was a flame or something between. When them. she loved him, yeah, she. I think in she a way that him. was more than as a granny. A granny, <laughs> yeah, it's very clear. And it's, again, you know, there's and this there's is where more Jeff that was like, comes. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird, but like, but it's sad because like, right? It is now. So it's kind of tragic. You know, like I mean, look, I'm a woman. I'm a girl. You know, like if if there was this guy that I loved and he was the one that got away, and not because of anything I did. Or because of anything he did, and yet I wasn't the one that made him want to stay. It was that's tragic, and that is ultimately you know, and and the one who does make him want to stay is, is Moira, is his obviously granddaughter. It's, excuse her me, granddaughter. Is, is her granddaughter Moira. He sees her, he visits her, and Wendy's old by this point. Yeah, and her well, we'll get to it, but her face when she yeah. sees so it. So we'll get there, but. <laughs> So the bottom line is, what has to happen, guys, before before we leave you for this week and go into next week? Toodles tells us what has to be done, right? Have to fight, have to fly, have to crow, have to save Maggie, have to save Jack, hook his back. So essentially, Mike to- drop. Toodles, <laughs> who is obviously a lost boy mm-hmm. that Wendy has brought back. He knows the story, too. He understands it. It's as if he kind of essentially gives a prophecy. I think he reverts back in his old age. I think he has, it's like he's gone no, back a, to Lost Boys. It's very clear that I think it's one of the messages of this. And I want to really get into what the message meant to me next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to get into what this message, what the message is of this film to me next week. But part of it is the fact that you can forget about the magic and you can yeah, even leave you it. can. But that doesn't mean it's not real. Right. We truly have such a powerful belief in our own belief. Mm, We really have a lot of faith in because I believe this is real, it is, and because it's not, it isn't. And there are some things that are real even if... You don't believe them. You don't believe them. Yeah. And, And in Peter's case, thank God, it was real because the moment Peter came back to it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that next week. But Jeff, do you have anything else before we kind of wrap things up? I, not, I, not, not right now, but yeah, plenty to come. <laughs> plenty to come, I know, right? right. So, <laughs> you know, this this is such a good movie. So and it's such a good film. I mean, we really could, golly, we could do a this month. This could be like a month, we I could, know. Yeah, we could do <laughs> hook it could month. Be, I know, we could do hook month. Good grief. I mean, I'm not even mad at it. Right. So I'm just saying. So we haven't even gotten into Neverland yet. So the bottom line is what we wanted to get There's to. There's a lot of groundwork we got to do. So. Peter Banning doesn't know who the heck he really is. He's just now realizing it. Right. You know, his kids have been taken by Captain Hook. He doesn't even know that he's really Peter Pan. Captain Hook shows up, takes the kids, and Peter has got to get to Neverland. And we're going to... So next week, we're going to Neverland. And we're excited. So nobody else has any... I mean, yes, but no. Like, you know what I mean? I could say things for hours, Mm -hmm. but like, it's... I need to stop because I won't stop if if I start... Well, guys, if you in the tape store have been with us this entire time, we really appreciate it. We always want to thank you for your time. It's it's very valuable. It's very limited. Believe us, we understand it. And if you've spent any of it with us, we truly want you to know that you're appreciated. And we, we talk to a lot of you. 
um, we we just we love when you guys give us shout outs. We love when you shoot us a message. We love yes, when you shoot us an email doing so. because it truly does mean a lot. Anyway, we just want to thank you for spending your time with us any amount of time. So, Brooke, where can they find us on social media? All right. If you're on Instagram, we are at The Tape Store. We are also on TikTok by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're The Tape Store Pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, feel free to do so at thetapestorepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and leave us a rating if you like what you hear. Just lets us know we're doing a good job. And I say every week the same thing. You know what it means. You know, it only takes a minute, and it's it, it really just it gives us all the feels when you guys leave us a good <laughs> rating, so please do that. Anyway, if nobody has anything else, I think we can no. go ahead and wrap this thing up, and we yeah. will be back next week where we will finish Hook and probably have a lot more other great things to talk about because this movie brings so much out of all three we of us. We will theoretically finish Hook. Jeff, it's <laughs> been great to have you back, dude. And thanks for having me. We will see you back next week for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia at the Tape Store Podcast. This is Toby. This is Brooke. And this is Jeff. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Be there.